our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Welcome to Girls That Invest. Today is Monday, which means we're bringing you Money Confessions, a weekly series where you tell us your deepest, darkest money secrets or hot takes. You're joined today by Sim and Sonia, two best friends who have a lot to say. Let's get into it. Kia ora, Sonia. Kia ora, Sim. I, I miss that. I really do. Sonia lives in Canada, for those that don't know, and it's Māori Language Week this week in New Zealand at the time of recording. Is it the morning there? It's 12.08. Oh, it's going to be like Morena, Ate Marie. Oh, but Kiora does it. Kiora does the job. I'm sure you could find like a group of Kiwis in Canada somewhere. Oh my gosh, there's so many Kiwis here. Your flatmates are Kiwi. Yeah. Your friends are Kiwis. Side note, I really miss sausage rolls. I miss pies. I miss good old, like a good old Kiwi bakery. The sausage rolls, the pie, like the savouries, they're like basically European. You know, it's not a good mince and cheese pie yeah i think when i got really confused whenever i'd go to the states and they'd talk about pies but it would be like pecan pie or like yeah. apple pie or like dessert pies not the same not the same do you miss a butter chicken pie i've never had a butter chicken pie before so good actually i think i told a lie i totally did it was probably in the tuck shop and i've had it like i am gonna have a mince and cheese pie today for you oh, stop I'll do that for you. And I could also do that for me. Send it over. I'll bring one on the plane when I come see you in New York. <laughs> They'll throw it out. They'll be like, this is disgusting. <laughs> Why would you bring this into our country? I'm kidding. It's cultural. Can you put culture? This is a cultural artifact and it's frozen and it's not going to hurt anyone. Anyway, this week on today's show, we are talking about a very interesting money confession. And I just want to know what you have to think about this one, Sonia. Hi, GTI. Just started listening to the podcast and I'm indeed enjoying it very kind. I have a money confession or two. For context, I'm 37 years old, I'm a male, and I've been in a relationship with my boyfriend who's 32 for two years now. He earns quite well, but he's good with his finances and he's really into FIRE, which is financial independence retire early. He saves a lot and does splurge on a lot of things. For me, I think I earn okay. I afford rent, I have a car, I have some savings, and I don't live beyond my means. Now, this person has two money confessions. This episode will do money confession number one and next week we'll do number two. I don't think I can ever let him know how much I spend on my skincare. I have spent a hundred pounds 
on a bottle of vitamin C and retinol. I do Botox, but only once a year and so much more. I'm sort of afraid that once we start living together, I'll need to divulge these expenses. And even though I can afford them and I don't ask any money from them, it does stress me out. Please help. I just like off the bat of this, I know I said I wanted your information or your views. I think if you look this good and your partner goes, wait, you spend money to look good. I don't think they would be allowed to complain. If your partner has ever complimented your face and be like, you're so attractive. And then they have the nerve to say, wait, you've spent a hundred pounds on vitamin C. You'll be like, why do you think my face looks good? Why do you think I look youthful? How could you ever consider to compliment me and then not know that this takes work and pressure? Not all of us. No one actually in the world just wakes up and has dewy skin. Are you kidding me? No, girl. And this is so relatable. I spent $100 on the quarterly vitamin C, Vino Perfect, like vitamin C and other things, Vino Perfect serum. And that is something that's been a part of my budget ever since I started using it in December. And I swear that... And having the ability to do monthly facials, like I don't do Botox, I probably will. And my, I'm like, I'm not opposed to it, you know, just not now, 27. Like I get it. Skincare, in my opinion, is an investment, okay? And it's part of my self-care routine. You're right. Like he shouldn't be complaining about it if you look fabulous, and I'm sure you do. But I also think it's, your money. Mm -hmm. I do understand where the, I guess like a little bit of shame, a little bit of guilt and hesitation on spending all of this is coming from and that you have to divulge that information when you're living together. Do you think if you started living with someone, you would like tell them every single thing that you spend your money on? I mean, that's a good question. And I guess that goes into how much should you be transparent with your spending in relationships, right? And I think that the reason why this is tricky is I don't think it's the fact that they spend money on skincare. I think with it just depends on who you're with. Like one partner might be like, oh, well, you spend like a hundred pounds on retinol. I spend a hundred pounds on gaming. Like I spend a hundred pounds on horse riding or like whatever it is that they enjoy. I think it's more the issue or the, the concern is the dynamic of a relationship where one person is possibly more financially conservative than the other person, especially because, I mean, I'm just assuming, but because they're into the fire movement, a lot of people that are into fire, I mean, this used to be me, so I can just speak on my experience, where people that are like, oh my God, a shirt that's $13, no, I want to retire by 30. Like I am not spending this money. I'm going to save, I'm going to be scrimpy. And so I think that's where the concern comes from. How do you manage being with someone where you just have one that's more financially conservative and one that's maybe more open to spending more money. Because I don't think how much they're spending on skincare and Botox once a year is a lot. It's more just navigating the differences. Yeah. I think a huge part of this is also fear of judgment. Mm -hmm. Like you've perceived and assumed that this is how he's going to be and this is your fear that this is how he might react like a particular way. And I think that there's definitely uh, probably millions and millions and millions of relationships out there that have different, I guess, like finance spending, <laughs> like tendencies. I think if you guys have goals together and you are 
on the same page about having shared goals and this is what our future is like. And if you're constantly dipping into that fund, like, and spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars like elsewhere, I can see where a financially conservative person, especially since you've mentioned fire, might have a problem with that. Mm. How do you think they should go about like having that conversation with them when they do move in together and they talk about money and relationships? Because in my mind, I think I've said this a few times now, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but I believe that you and your partner should have a number where you say anything that we spend more than this number on one purchase, we need to tell the other person anything less than this number is just petty spending. I don't need to know that you spent $50 or $100 on this item. But if you buy something and it's like $500 or more, I'd like to be aware that you're putting $500 into something. (laughs) Like I don't want to walk into my house and I see a vase and it's $500. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, babe, I dropped like 30K on this painting. You didn't want it? I could have painted that myself. (laughs) Yeah, I knew it. I knew you'd say that. (laughs) I think I hate always saying like, just have a conversation with them. Like, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's important for you to understand why you feel the way you do. Mm -hmm. You've got these like really big feelings of like guilt and shame and like all the stuff that you're associating with your purchases. You've said that you don't live beyond your means. You said that, you know, you can afford your rent and like your lifestyle. And these are things that you do for yourself. Like, why do you think that those feelings are associated with your skincare and what you do for yourself in terms of Botox, which I personally think is an investment. It's part of self-care. And I think if you figure that out for yourself, having a conversation with your partner, because you have to talk about a lot of things when you're moving in with each other, you know, chores and how day-to-day life is going to be, hobbies, like all of that. I think it makes it a lot easier because you're clear on why you feel the way that you do. And I wouldn't even outwardly in that conversation, I wouldn't be like, I know what you're going to say. I I know how you're going to feel. I know. No, you don't, you know, just keep it up in the air, see what he says and chat it through. If I was in the partner's shoes, because I, I think I relate more to the conservative partner as someone that like, you know, is more of a saver than a spender and does have goals for fire. If I was dating someone or if I was married to someone and they were like, hey, look, I've got these things that are really important to me. Like if they framed it to me as I really value skincare, skincare makes me happy. I really value Botox. Botox makes me happy. And I spend a couple of grand each year on this thing that would not upset me at all because I'd be like this is just that thing that makes my partner happy my partner is not saying I spend a couple of grand on crack they're like I want good clear skin that's what I mean like you could have worse hobbies you could have worse hobbies I don't know I don't think it's that bad and I think the reason that I can get there quite easily is because I just imagine like, okay, this is what they value. Everyone's going to have things that they value. If it's not skincare for you, but someone else, it's going to be, I don't know, I really value stamps and I've got the stamp collection and I go to auction houses and buy antique stamps. Like everyone has something that makes them happy and everyone should. Otherwise, what kind of life do we live if we just work and we just save and we don't put a little bit aside for the things that bring us joy? And he benefits from it. He has to look at you. You're so right. Also, like, 
how boring would your life be if you didn't have anything? Like imagine like saving up for a house and then not wanting to spend anything on the house. And it's like one of those like empty like show homes with like no personality. Like you're allowed to spend money. Exactly. On average in the States, Americans spend around $240 to $300 every single month on cosmetics alone. So this doesn't even include skincare. If you can look at that and go, okay, where do I sit? Am I so far above the average or so below the average? I think that would help because you might be feeling really guilty being like, oh my God, 100 pound bottle of retinol, vitamin C. That's just how much those things cost these days. If that's what you're buying per month, I don't think 100 pounds per month on skincare is the end of the world. However, the only times where I would say that you might need to possibly consider other factors is if what you're spending your money on isn't aligning with the values that you have so if you're like hey i actually have quite a bit of student loan debt and i want to get out of that and that's my value or me and my partner are trying to save for a house and i'm on a slightly lower income and i'm part-time and i only make i don't know a thousand pounds per month and a tenth of that money is going towards skincare, then yeah, sure, maybe maybe that's a time where you go, maybe they're right, maybe I should cut down. I don't know. I just, I see this as a non-issue. I really do. Me too. Is there ever a time where you would be upset at a partner's spending? Like, what would it take for you? I think it's easy for me to say this now because I'm not even close to living with somebody right now. But I think, I don't know if I'd, get upset if we're combining finances to a certain degree and we've got shared goals and we're like clear on that I think I'd be more upset if they're spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars every single night like going out Mm. for example not even skincare not even gaming not even like something like that but like going out is that because you don't value it yeah but also like just spend time with For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone. And the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win, win, win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. So you would value them spending time on things that like align with your value? Listen, you asked me to think about an example. That's the example that I am providing. I just want to understand why. I don't know. I think if you're constantly going out and like we've also allocated a budget to like groceries and it's every (laughs) single day, it's not even like once a week, like we going out on a Saturday, that's like different to me because I think that's a little bit of 
not a waste of money. <laughs> Guys, I have a story. I was with Sonia oh, once great. and we were trying to get into somewhere and there was like, a, I don't know, maybe a $20 entry fee, $30 entry fee. And we didn't have cash on us. And they were like, you're going to have to go to the ATM to get cash. We walked to the ATM and Sonia was like, you know what? I'm just going to go home. <laughs> <laughs> so Sonia went home. <laughs> Oh my god! Like it's twenty dollars to enter somewhere. No, but it makes sense. That's just not your value, and therefore, yeah, it would bother you if your partner was spending money on something that was so against your values. I think for me, my thing would be vices. Like I don't mind people having hobbies, but if it was like that kind of money on cigarettes or that kind of money on like I don't know things that are illegal, I just wouldn't be a fan <laughs> of that. It just—that's where I draw the line. Yeah, vapes. If you're spending that much on vapes, I don't like it. Yeah. See, my thing is, is that those are addictions that we might need to work through. And I'm here for you, girl. I'm here for you to go through that. But I'm not really here for you, like, getting in part of my language, like, carp-faced. Can I just say something? Yeah. You said, I'm here for you, girl. Are you okay with that? Like, I'm here for you, you know? But I'm really not on par with like getting drunk every single night and spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars running up the bill that way you know what i think that's really fair i think if you're listening the person that sent this in i think this is a great question i think you can absolutely maintain like a happy healthy harmonious relationship and you've just really got to sit down with them when you get chance when you're moving in together have an open conversation about your personal expenses and boundaries and maybe even discuss maybe consider you know setting up a joint account for your shared expenses keep separate accounts for your personal expenses and decide what that number is if you're spending in your personal expense that you would like your partner to tell you and they might decide hey nothing matters they might surprise you and say I'm on my way to fire but you don't have to be on the same journey or they might say yeah I'd love to talk about things I really want to understand why you spend this money I think if you can get the why very clear to people that's a lot more easier than justifying the dollar amount that's just been my experience now if you've had a money confession or hot take that you want to send to us just send us a dm or email us at hello at girls and you may just be featured in next week's episode until next time sonia till next time sim bye. bye and as always to finish off with our disclaimer girls that invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs we are not financial advisors the advice from girls that invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision advice from girls that invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances always do your research and please use your due diligence Alrighty, till next time team bye